Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Morning, everybody. Hello Welcome. From North Ogden, Utah. Yeah, it's a beautiful fall day. Yesterday, trick or treaters, we had one. Yeah, we had one at our. Party. I think Jim went and spent like twenty dollars or more on well, this, candy. We have so much candy. This is the perfect example. <laughs> this is why you buy the candy that you like. So well, that yes, if you don't have very many, yeah, trick or treaters. I'm like, right? well, I mean, yes, and you did. You bought my favorite candy bar. Oh, good. And you bought your favorite candy bar. Yeah. And then he bought Tootsie Rolls. No, I just bought a cheap bulk pack or something. <laughs> so, you know, for the kids who are mean, you got to, you know, give them the cheap you can stuff. throw right? them at them. Yeah, right yeah. yeah. But it was just one really cute little girl that came around about six o'clock. And then, you know, just that was the extent of it. That was the extent Otherwise, of it. Otherwise, it was a normal Tuesday night for uh, us. Uh, right? Yeah, it was pretty much so. Pretty yeah. much so. It was a good night, though. Um, Couple of announcements. Yeah. You want to? Do you want to do our our kind of cool, fun new announcement? Um, about about Karen. our yeah, yeah about our um. So we are we uh, I don't even know how to how to uh, um like announce this. Well, we have some people that are uh, that are um, colleagues in the space that are just so um happy to promote white hat way and support white hat way and our mission and what it is that we're doing. And, um, and there are some that have just like, they've been just really, really, um, uh, vocal about their support and, um, and we'll talk to other people about it. And, you know, it's not just like during the show or whatever. And so we've, um, you know, we're, we're working on, a uh, growing white hat way as a brand and, um, and it's, it is developed, it's in development. And, um, and, uh, so we have one particular person that has just been like, probably the cheer squad captain, yeah. um, for what it is that we're trying to do. And so we, Honey, huh? what it is we're doing, what it is that we're doing. Yes. Right. I'm sorry. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That, um, Good, correct there. <laughs> uh, and, and we, you know, we've, we've been working on a like badge system for dealers, vendors, um, uh, uh, honorary and all of that. And we came up with an ambassador badge for white hat way. And, um, and I've already sent the, the artwork to her and to use as however she wants to use, but we just wanted to recognize Karen Burnett for how much she is. She's just such a champion for what it is that we're trying to do. And yeah. um, we're really super grateful. And we just, you know, we, we thought about this a couple of days ago and realized that, you know, we want to be able to say thank you in, in not just, um, you know, Thank you. Um, but in, in a meaningful way for what our mission is. And so that was just one of the reasons why it's like, let's do a badge for an ambassador. Yeah. And we expect to extend the invitation to a couple others to mm -hmm. kind of, you know, join us kind of what we'd call a mm -hmm. white hat ambassador, but this was our idea. They didn't mm -hmm. ask to be an ambassador. Yeah. So those of you who know Karen from social media, it's Karen Kane Barnett. And, uh, mm -hmm. so she's, uh, she's that, 
Boy on Facebook. She's a, a national rep with uh, SDA, Capital Provider, mm-hmm. and she's just somebody who gets it. Like she understands the mission. She's mm-hmm. excited that uh, we're talking about this, and she's uh, so she's somebody that we're we're happy to tap as an ambassador. Mm-hmm. And uh, so look for yeah. a few more of those. But yeah. that's a, we're we're thrilled to have really uh, happy. her joining us in that way. So so yeah, yeah thanks Karen for that. Uh, support and we're happy to recognize uh you know that that you get it you yeah. you and you support the the grand mission so so thanks for that but yeah we got um, a couple of other quick announcements we got um Good morning, on Anna. friday we have uh justin wallman from ohio mm-hmm. and then and keith, thacker keith thacker from thacker. kentucky mm-hmm. will be joining and we'll be having a conversation around collections policies or you know can should dealers be adjusting collection policies uh, in this uh, shifting economy. So that'll be Friday's conversation. And then we're working on getting uh, some things teed up for next week. We've got quite a few mm-hmm. White Hat Wednesdays figured out. Just got to you know, yeah, plug people yeah. into those spots. We, uh, we're also um, going to put something together based on something that I um, we've, I, I, I told you. I, I troll social media for what it is that is that's that's a topic of of dealers and um and we're putting together uh something on um what's happening with some of the big capital providers and um one of the most recent is buy rider and so we're just we wanted to kind of have a conversation yeah, about what that is and kind of read that in full like. that doesn't yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean what it sounds like on oh, the okay. surface it's just a decision not to to access additional funds i think mm-hmm. and so so let's just be careful about what that really, yeah. really but it's suggests. just it's it kind of goes into it's it aligns with a lot of the the things that we're seeing that there's just there's a shifting in um uh well, I'm not just attitude because it's not attitude. It's there's a shifting in people feeling comfortable in certain things. Yeah, and too. I think it's yeah. we, we at the top of the capital markets. We've got some people that we want to bring mm-hmm. in and talk to about what this really yeah. means. That the top so of the capital we, markets, which we, we don't we don't yeah. personally pay a lot of attention to, but you can see that there's a there's a shift in mm-hmm. appetite, mm-hmm. Um, and that happens. That happened yeah. back in 08. It's happened yeah. before that. It's like that people will you know. Yeah. But we're going to be talking space. about that next week. So right. be watching for that when we announce what our lineup for next week right, is. But, um, and then some other things. But Yeah. So for today, we should bring in hey. our guest. We've got Mr. Seth Merrifield Good joining us. Good morning. I'm trying to add him. There you go. All right. Good morning, Seth. Good morning. How are you? Good. Good. I'm How are y'all? We lost your image. I don't but... see your image on the screen. So hold on a quick second. And it's just, it's Slow. There you come. There you are. We've got a bit of a delay on our side. So, <laughs> welcome. And this is the first time that we've had you on the show, and yeah. um, and we see you out there um, a lot in in um, some of the different social platforms that that I troll. And <laughs> and I got to say for our viewers that are tuning in, for those who saw his image on the tile for today's broadcast or see his picture on social media. The, the whiskers were, were new for me. I hadn't seen the full beard. And I think Seth just started No Shave November. That's only like nine hours <laughs> worth of whiskers, right? So, no, I got out of the military recently fully, so I'm embracing the not having to shave. There you nice. go. Nice. Very nice. Cool. Uh, yeah. That, that so anyway, good. glad to have you here. You're one of those people that we know well from social media. We chat, we're in the same conversations often, feel like we know a good bit about you, but mm-hmm. this is our first time to really spend some time. And so, you know, our, our viewers today are going to get a chance to, to learn a little bit about you, you know, same time we do. So 
maybe just start by taking us back to how you found yourself in the car business. And by the way, I know you come from a military background. Thank you for your military service. Oh, and then let's talk about how that leads into your, your automotive career and now buy here, pay here. Well, um, I kind of just got thrown into this. I met my wife while I was stationed in Omaha. Um, and I got out of active duty and joined the reserves and moved down here to uh, the panhandle of Florida, just north of Pensacola. Uh, the dealership is in Alabama. We're really close to the state line. Um, I was wondering about that because it's like yeah. you live in Florida and the dealership is in Alabama. I was like, that's a cool Yeah, yeah. The dealership's like four miles from the state line. It's not. Oh, right. That, that might mean that you're also close to a Bucky's. Is that right? Uh, yeah, they put up that new Bucky's down there in. Uh, in Alabama near, you know, just squirrel? past my yeah. No, yeah, I do Should, uh, no it's a, a yeah, odd yeah. What is anyway. it? What? Beaver, sorry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No possum. Anyway, so sorry, Seth. We, we no, you're fine. You're fine. Um, I had no experience selling cars. My dad was a mechanic my whole life. He had his own shop and stuff. So I knew that side of it a little bit. Um, this dealership was owned by her grandmother uh, since the, for years, since like uh -huh. 91, I think is when they had it. Uh, okay. She ended up with it in a divorce. She was planning on closing it down. And I got my business degree while I was in the military. And so I thought I'll wing it and take it over and see what happens. And that was, I fully took it over back in 2019. Okay. Um, and it was already buy here, pay here. So there's been a lot of bumps and bruises along the way trying to learn everything. Because back when I took everything over, I didn't know anything about anything when it came to buy here, pay here. I just uh -huh. had what what I was taught. So, uh, and that's, that's where we're at. We moved recently to a bigger location right up the road. Um, you know, I started in a, the building was 350 square feet. Wow. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, <laughs> and finally now we're renting it. We're in a spot. Um, the total building size is about 9,000 square feet. So Wow. Excellent. That's, yeah. that's like an improvement. You're probably, I don't know what to do with all the space. Yeah. It's, it's nice though. <laughs> we'll grow into it. <laughs> you do grow. Yeah. Well, that, that is one thing about when you get a bigger space, you tend to fill it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So what about, yeah. like about how large is your team these days, but how many people? Uh, I've got two techs in the shop, a collections girl. And then, uh, I guess I would call her like an office manager. She handles a lot of the sales paperwork, title work, stuff like that. Yep. And then me, that's it. Yep. That's, nice. that's representative of a lot of the folks that we see out there. So that's, that's very typical. So I want to talk about obviously your, your decision to, to reduce interest rate. You were, you know, we talked briefly before the show started here that, um, you know, you had a couple of motivations in doing that, but maybe just talk us through, you know, what led you to that point? What kind of math were you working with? What were you working up against and what problem did you feel like you solved in changing that? Yeah. Um, so I, I, I know everybody knows the cost of cars has just continued to go up. Um, and so our ACV has steadily gone up from about 6,000, 6,500 up to our average now is about 8,000, 8,500. Mm -hmm. um, and I've started dabbling in some trucks that are upwards of ten and eleven thousand dollars um, mm -hmm. Our interest rate, there's no state max in Alabama. The interest rate was 26% and it had been that way for years. Um, when I took over, I upped it from 18%. I just took it all the way up to 26 and it had been that way. And in getting these higher dollar vehicles and with the way the economy has been, we've started to see an influx a little bit of a little bit better tiered customer. Okay. Uh, not so, mm -hmm. not such deep subprime. 
And so some things started to happen with that. One is I had customers coming in on these nicer pickup trucks with three to 5,000 down, and they were walking away on a payment that was upwards of $575, $600 a month okay. on a 10-year-old pickup truck. Um, the other side of that is, and I mentioned it to you briefly before the show, is that for the first time ever, we started having customers actually ask about the interest rate and right. what it is and actually care about what the interest rate is and how much that finance charge is and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, so I talked about it with the team here and a few other people. And originally we thought about doing a tiered system. Uh, and I just didn't want to deal with the compliance issues right. that come with trying to have different interest rates for different tiered customers. Mm -hmm. Um, so ultimately I kind of did some math on my own over a couple of weeks and decided to drop the interest rate. I dropped it 2% down to 24. Um, and it, it seemed to move the needle enough to where I don't have people, customers gawking at, you know, the crazy high payments when they're bringing $4,000 down um, mm -hmm. and still trying to convince them to swallow a six twenty five a month payment or something. Right. Um, it seems to have helped the mindset to, you know, we've used it as a selling point recently um, that we just lowered our interest rate and it seems to help the mindset of customers know that we we want this to be a successful transaction. You know, we want to build a relationship here and not just sell them a car and collect all we can and then move on. Yeah, good. So that's that's part of why we kind of wanted to tie this into a white hat Wednesday. I think you you've followed us enough or know our social media. Really, you can't hide from us. We're out there three times a week. So, <laughs> they try. So yeah, okay. people people have to find us eventually. But um, now the uh, the thing you know a little bit about what we're uh, encouraging people to get familiar with through white hat way. Right. Yeah. So that's really, uh, you know, about, I heard you touch on a couple things like you, you obviously you, you're trying to make sure customers are, are successful. So obviously in, in doing that, I'm hearing you solve a couple of business problems. You, from a marketing standpoint, you are able to talk about that you've reduced interest rates. Right. So that's, yep. and, and what does that say just by itself? If I saw your ad that says as a company, we made a decision to reduce interest rates. I'm, I'm a potential customer. What does that say to you? Like just, you guys tell me you're, you're, if mm -hmm. you're consumers, you know, what does it say? So there's it, that yeah, if, I mean, if, if the tables were turned and Seth, you were the one that was like looking for a car and, and, you know, having a problem with being, uh, sliding into a uh, steep subprime and it's like, you see something like that. What would that say to you? Like, Oh, it's uh, a good thing, right? Like oh, that's yeah. where I want to buy a car. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think it's, it's also just the the customer success element. Like you're 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 mm -hmm. hoping to win more customers by being able to get to a lower payment. Of course, you could have even at the higher interest rate gone to a lower payment, but then you push term, and now you you really are you're having trouble getting the customer to avoid being seriously upside down, mm -hmm. right? And so right. so you it's some sort of balance I'm hearing you strike as you ran through the math on on that APR. You yeah. you, you give up a little bit of income potentially and in the that uh, that APR, but you felt like you gained enough in how, exchange. And Georgia asked from 26 to 24, how much did that change the average payment and term? Uh, so term didn't really change. And that was one of the things that I looked at. I didn't want to stretch the term out anymore. Our average term is sitting right at like 40, 41 months currently. That um, went up from 36 when COVID and everything happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I didn't want to stretch it out anymore. Uh, I feel like time in the vehicle is just the killer for everything. There's more opportunity for stuff to go wrong. Customer change their mind, want something different, whatever. 
Uh, so term didn't really change. Our average term is still the same. It did drop our average monthly payment around $25 to $30. Right. Um, it, again, it just seemed like it was just enough to where, you know, it bumped customers that were at 615 to just under $600 a month total. Um, and that, that seemed to move the needle enough to keep people happy. I, I think, I think that's where the line was, was, you know, we do most of our payments bi-weekly. So people were seeing 300 to 315 every two weeks and doing the math in their head, it was over yeah. 600, $650 and they just couldn't swallow it. And then getting the payment down under, that $600 mark seemed to be the kicker to keep people interested in, you know, yeah. purchasing the vehicle. I have a question for you. You said that, that people were asking about the rate. Was this your, the new, um, your new clientele that were new to subprime or was this overall? Cause I'm just curious about whether or not, um, even people that have been living in subprime for a long time, is this something they're becoming more aware of? Uh, it's mainly new customers. I haven't had, you know, I haven't had any customers that we have currently come back and ask, well, Hey, I'm at this interest rate. Why don't I have the new one? Or why didn't I get a better one or something like that? We haven't had any of those issues. Um, it's been mainly new customers. None of them have been, none of them that have asked have been super subprime. You know, we're talking five to five fifty type score people is where we start to see customers ask mm -hmm. about it and actually really want to look at the contract and go over every single number that's on there and stuff. Yeah. Um, and it, it's not a bunch, it's a few people a month, but it's definitely enough to where we've noticed that customers are conscious of it and asking about it. Yeah. Do you find that customers ever ask about the term, the contract length? Uh yeah, not as much though. Not much though, mm -hmm. do you? And so no. I think that's the part I wanted to kind of drill down to because you know the math person in me is fascinated by the the calculations mm -hmm. here. And, and depending on any any given dealer who wants to work through this math, you know, depending on where your average down payment is, what I'm thinking, Seth, is I hear that is like the customer doesn't fight so much on term. Mm -hmm. So that decision to cap your term was was really more about you in your business, right? The customer wasn't necessarily fighting you, but you just know what the recipe is. Uh -huh. <laughs> if you decided you, you could have yeah. made a policy decision to stretch to 48 months, right? You knew, you knew that that was a recipe, right? For mm -hmm. failure. It's so, so that's not a good thing for you or the and, customer. And Even that, if you that's get a to decision the to make, to make sure that your customer is as successful as they can be. I mean, right. just, yeah, that we, we think, I think we all know in the industry that if your car's not working, you're not paying. Yeah. 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 And I think one other thing that kind of is, is a, an parallel on this with the math is, I don't know if you saw the broadcast we did some months ago about, we, we went through the math about what it looks like to trade a customer at about the 30 month mark. I don't recall now why I chose the 30 month mark It's probably around some other conversation, but I wonder what your attitude is about trading customers who make it to 24 and 30 months. Do you expect to trade them? Yeah, we try to. Okay. Really. Yeah. Uh, typically around the 18 month mark is where we start, I guess, kind of floating the idea to somebody, um, okay. you know, how we're, often we're, do people take you up on that? Um, pretty often I'd say we probably on average, I mean, I'd have to go back and look to know for sure, but I'd say on average we get two to three a month. Okay. Right on. Customer, right on. Yeah. Customers trading back in. Um, some are sooner than that. Some are, you know, well into the loan. I, I try to catch them before they hit, you know, the, 
30, 32 month mark because they start to see the light at the end of the tunnel, it seems like. And they're like, oh, yeah. I don't want to trade it in and start all over again because I've got such a low balance on this one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We need to, we need to get a picture of that guy who did the Captain Obvious commercials. I want to <laughs> I want to throw in a Captain Obvious thing here. So so one of the things in our business, Seth, is obviously profit's not the same as cash flow, right? We just talked about that with Gene uh, Daughtry on Monday. And so I think what's interesting, when you tell me as a dealer, you would be okay with trading the customer at 30 months, as an example. Well, starting at 18, Okay, even. but yeah. let's just pick the 30-month mark. Mm -hmm. If you if your customer gave you 2000 down and 550 a month or whatever the number is for 30 months and then you traded them, then the cash for you is the same you know, on the APR adjustment, for example. The cash yeah. that you enjoy from the customer over that 30 months is the same. The question now is how much income are we reporting across that 30 months? Right. So this is where I say it's kind of the obvious thing about, you know, cash and profit are two different things. You'd have to look at your profitability across that period of time. But I think it's just it's an example of, you know, something that we we need to be mindful of. If it's our expectation to trade the customer in 30 months, then do we care a lot about the how much of that profit is in the markup of the car and how much of it is in the APR? There's other factors to consider for sure, right? There's, sure. there's lots of you, if you wanted to consider your an exit strategy and something changed, you, you needed or wanted to get out of the business and you'd, you'd value the paper would be a factor, right? All these things to consider. Yeah. I'm simply saying if you're in it for the long haul and you're expecting to trade your customers before they get to the end anyway, then you kind of have to look at the math on you know, where does that, where does that leave me? And, and all this APR stuff is just among the big levers, you know, as we hear, it's, a, it's one of the levers that you can adjust, but really what I'm hearing you say is you, you're just trying to get to a payment that fits one to, to earn more mm -hmm. business, to earn more customers. You're going to win more customers when you can get there. And two, those customers are going to be more successful across that 41 months that you're running and, yeah. uh, and try to keep that term down. Yeah. And then, you know, we said with Gene on, on Monday that, you know, it feels to me like with the economy doing what it is, it's it's really kind of a good idea for us to, to adopt a strategy where we really think about, you know, 12 and in particular, I'm thinking like 24 months. Think about what it looks like in your business for the next 24 months. And then where does that leave us? And we could we could recalibrate, you know, at that point in time based on whatever's going on in the economy and kind of re rework our business strategy a little bit at that point in time. But I just I hear all those things in your decision to make that adjustment as you're you're thinking longer term, you're thinking about success and you're really just, you know, first and foremost, you're trying to get to a payment, but you want that customer to be successful. Right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's why we're kind of going there again on, on a white hat Wednesday. We just think there's a, there's a white hat tie in to this and, and there is to a lot of things, right? It's like, mm -hmm. it's like when we think about, you know, some of these, some of these matters and I'll just say it, Seth, like one of the things that we ask dealers to think about um, is, Maybe, maybe as you look at all of these matters of business and the mathematics, those mathematics things are often a matter of the head. And we would ask them to also bring in the heart component. Think about the heart component and sure. the success of that consumer, right? And so um, that's something that, you know, not we don't hear a lot of business coaches talking about that, but we just think it's an appropriate time. I heard you say, I think before we started the, the broadcast, that you're, you're, your focus on customer relations is important. Like you, that's a big deal to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. I, we actually, <laughs> on a monthly basis, I have to have a, a, a sit down with my collections girl, you know, because we, we all have those problem customers, right? They, you know, mm -hmm. it's like trying to water a rock to get a payment out of them. <laughs> but 
you know, I constantly tell them they have to put themselves in their shoes. Right. Yeah. And that's how even during the sales process, that's how I want everybody operating. Right. You have yeah. to flip the tables and look at it from their point of view and understand where they're coming from. We all know there's customers that lie and do whatever they need to do to get out of the payment. But to, to me, the majority of them are actually good people. They're just in a bad spot or don't know how to manage their money. And it's our job to help them do that. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Very and well and that's empathy. Right. Um, and, you know, one of the things when you said that uh, they'll lie to get out of payment, it's the when you're talking about the people that get a car and I'm going to differentiate. There are people that will get a car with no intent of ever paying and, you know, of defaulting on that loan. That is such a small percentage of people that we yes. work with. Yeah. It's such a small, and you know, as a collector, it's like, that's the person that they're it's, it's in their head is, yeah, right, is that, right. is that one person. But most of our clients, most of our customers, most of our community want to do good. They just don't have the skills sometimes or the education or the economies squeezing. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so they have to make a hard choice sometimes, um, about, and you know, where, where money's going to go. And so we just, we hope that through education with your collector and all that, it's like, this is an important thing. This means, right. this means a difference. And, yeah. you know, we, we understand that you, you know, wanted to be able to do this or this, but it, this is an important thing. Yeah. We were talking the other day about, um, you know, this whole idea of having open communication with your, with your customers, what are you doing to foster there being communication. Are you doing anything other than what it is that the collector is, is, um, is, uh, is the, the communication that they're having just through the monthly or biweekly? Um, I, I don't know. I don't think we're doing anything too crazy. I mean, the collector, you know, she reaches out on a daily basis to everybody, uh -huh. text, call, Facebook, whatever. But, uh, part of our sales process is we have a, I call it a closing letter that we have everybody sign and go over. And a big part of that closing letter is about the communication aspect from the customer, right? Like they, they know they're not our only customer. They know it's hard for us to quote unquote babysit everybody. Um, you know, and we tell them we've seen it all and things happen and we understand life happens, you know, a crazy power bill because the 110 outside and the electric bills, $400 for running the AC. Yeah. But we just really push that they communicate with us. Um, right. Originally, when we started that, I was a little worried that it was opening up a, a opportunity for customers to just come up with any excuse in the book uh, and just say, oh, I can't pay this month. Um, but it seems to have worked well. We've got more and more customers who are just, you know, being more open about their situation, whether it's they're sick or a kid got sick or, you know, they had a hangover and didn't go to work for two days. And so they couldn't make their payment. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I think really push everybody along the sales process pushes that, you know, like our number one thing is for you to communicate with us. We don't know what we don't know and we can't help you if we don't know. So that's, that's been the biggest help, I think. So I'll share with you the way that I used to say it. One of these things I borrowed from a manager I met in Iowa years ago. And, and I like the, what it represents visually, even though we don't quite get to do it this way as much anymore, but he used to say to his customers, look, I can solve most anything if you will come and sit in that chair, meaning the chair across from his desk. Come sit in that chair and talk to me and mm -hmm. I'll help you. So I kind of, in my own dealership, some years later, I adopted the same approach and said, look, we can, there's not anything that's going to come up during the time that you're financing this car that we can't work through together. 
Right. You got to come sit in that chair or in this case, you Call, know, like FaceTime or whatever yeah. the new language would be. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. However we communicate, but it's like yeah. uh, the idea is the same. It's like we, if we can communicate, if we can talk through it, we can figure it out. If you, because again, back to what we talk about is that kind of that 10 year approach If whatever mm -hmm. problem we're facing today is if we kind of look at it through a 10 year lens or beyond, we expect that customer is going to be with us a very long time. And so whatever we're dealing with today, we can work through it. We just going to have to know what the situation is, communicate with us. Let's figure it out together. And, and, and when we bring that empathy, you know, we're talking about, then we have a better chance, mm -hmm. but we, we certainly understand Seth. It's like the thing about that open door policy, like that's what I call it, where you're talking about yeah. when, you, when you encourage communication. I made a note about it because I want to bring that that particular subject back in the future. And you you basically spoke to it, uh, you know, without us saying anything. It's like that's that's the thing that you you would be nervous. You would think that's going to encourage, and it can sometimes make the you get more incoming calls, and you kind of get that babysitting thing. But I yeah. think that's so much better than the alternative. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's so much better. It's like a necessary cost of doing business, the time that we invest in that mm -hmm. quote-unquote babysitting. And so I think it's a, it's an appropriate thing. And I think what we're seeing is as this economy you know, changes and we're seeing you know the top of the capital market is shifting and those kind of things, I, I think it's a, a time to put a premium on the customer relationship. And that means knowing what's going on in their lives. And so I think that's what Michelle was touching on about you know, ways to, to be connected with your consumers in a way that, you know, we, 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 we think, feel like we always should be, but I think in these times it's, it's, there's going to be a premium on that. So, yeah. so I, I hear you, yeah. you doing it anyway. So I want to ask you before we wrap up, like, where are you sitting after three and a half years in business? This was a new thing. I want to, two, two questions. One, what's your, <laughs> as a business person, now that you've been in the, the, the trenches of buy here, pay here for three and a half years. What do you feel about it? And what is your outlook about the industry and, and your, your business? Do you feel confident in the future of your business? Are you nervous? Share with us where you're at. Yeah. Um, it's been a ride for three and a half yep. years, four yep. years. Um, I, you know, again, I knew nothing about this business when I started, um, it, it, it was a struggle in the beginning and, you know, there's still daily struggles, but um, yeah, I think the outlook is good. You know, I'm, I'm in this for the long haul. I'm 31. So still pretty young, got plenty of time to build something up. Um, the, and I didn't, I didn't do this through the, you know, the last recession in 08 or whatever. And so I know I've, I've asked around and stuff. I think the outlook personally is good. Um, yeah. You know, September was our best month ever for sales. Um, Great. You know, the, the issue lately has been parts and getting vehicles reconned and ready for sale. But, you know, that's always an issue, I think, for everybody. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, with the way the economy is going, we're seeing better customers come in. We're, we've been able to consistently have a higher ACV vehicle, get more down, have higher payments. Um, so I think the outlook is good. I think I think we're just going to end up seeing more of those, you know, mid-tier customers come in as, sure. I, as some of these banks fall out of the subprime market and stuff. Um, yeah, I, I see a lot of potential over the next year, two years. I I think the fact that you mm -hmm. chose to move into a bigger building tells us a lot about your mm -hmm. your strategy and your yeah. outlook for for the business. And we 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 share that idea on the, the opportunity. We think the opportunity is going to be significant. And I will just tell you that over the years, I've been able to say that 
you know, things can be happening up here in the economy and the stock market. It could be doing dips and dives up there. But down here by your pair, we, we've got plenty <laughs> of business opportunity. We can kind yeah, of be, yeah. you know, pretty steady. And I, I wouldn't ever use the word recession proof, but I certainly think we're recession resistant. Yeah. And so, you know, that just means yeah. that opportunity is going to be there for us. We just got to, you know, take steps to make sure we're we're as healthy as possible and that we're thinking about the customer success as we, you know, and how that relates to our own. So mm -hmm. I like your your decision to, to cut that rate and we'll be interested to, to keep in touch with you and see, you know, what that means to, to your results and your, yeah. your profitability over time and all those kind of things. We'll, we'll, we'll be interested to see how that pans out, but I'm, I'm yeah. glad that you made time to, yeah. to join us today. It's a, it's an interesting thing. And we, uh, we think you're in the right business. So yeah, <laughs> thanks. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was great. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, first off, George is asking what your average ACV is. Uh, average currently sitting at like 8,300 yeah. with a few 11,000s, <laughs> yeah, there, you know, but yeah. that's the average is 83. Yeah. Yeah. And then for me, Bravo on lowering your APR because it was actually helping your customer. It was helping you as well. And so, you know, we're not always asking, you know, do, do the best thing for the customer only. It's like, it's right. cause it does being good to your customer is good business. Yeah. And and it it will come around and 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 benefit you. Um and then just one thought too. I love this letter that or the uh, the form that you're doing at the end. It's like it's about communication about communication about communication. Um is that you maybe send that out again about a 4 days, 5 days after purchase of car. And okay. you know, through a text or something like that because there's a lot of information thrown at you. Um, yeah, when you're closing yeah. the car and if, if that, if communication is key, then make sure that it stays the front of the mind with the whole, with the whole thing. So yeah, sure. thank you so much for joining yeah. us today. Yeah. And I hope we yeah. can have you again, um, yeah. uh, on sometime. So just keep yeah, in touch. So great to spend some time with you. Yeah. If you'll stand by for just a minute, we'll close up the show and come back and uh, do a proper send off. So Absolutely. Sure, sure. Around for just by. a minute. All right. Um, all right. So all good. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, I, I, I have to say, we'll have to watch and see how the numbers go, but you know, lowers interest rate and has the best sales volume month ever. Yeah. I, and and I it, you know, we don't know having yet it be that what 30 to $50 a month difference, mm -hmm. um, 30 to $50 a month right now for a lot of our customers who are feeling the, the crunch at the grocery store, at the gas pump, 30 to $50, mm -hmm. um, almost fills a car up i mean that's like it's <laughs> like halloween candy it's like that's, that's what he you did. know but it is i mean you know it's it's tommy our friend tommy brown is he's like i am amazed at how much people can get out of a single dollar and mm -hmm. so 30 to 50 dollars for people that are our customer base mm -hmm. is a huge sure. deal right. for them so yeah. um and you know it can be the difference between filling up their tank to go to work that week or the difference of you know buying lunch for their kids, mm -hmm. um, for school, that kind of stuff. So. I'm just realizing that that could be another, uh, impact from the economy. It could be that the word got out that I bought cheap candy and that's why we didn't get, <laughs> it could be maybe, yeah, a, maybe. spread amongst the neighborhood. They saw me carrying those cheap Tootsie Rolls or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> hey everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. And, uh, we will see you on Wednesday where we have Keith Thacker and Justin Wallman. And we're going to be talking about, Doing collections, a policy. Collections, collections policy. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks again so much for joining.